0: Luton life brought to you by the More Luton finding out about the people who make others lives that little bit happier that little bit easier and that little bit safer weaving color through everyday life in Luton here's the More Luton Sophie Salaria
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Luton Life Today's episode is focusing on a wonderful charity which has been operating in Luton for 30 years Noah standing for new opportunities and horizons, works to offer support to people who are struggling against homelessness and exclusion across Bedfordshire. So in today's episode, we shall explore some of the great work NOAA does and meet some of the people who make it all happen, starting with Paul.
2: Hi, come on Sophie. Hello, hi, hi. Are you Paul? Yes, welcome to NOAA. Thank you so
1: much for having me today. Paul was settled in a little room just behind the food kitchens at the Welfare Centre of NOAA. Paul told me a little bit about his role.
2: Yes, my role is the Head of the Welfare Services, so I look after the direct work that NOAA do people experiencing homelessness and poverty in Luton.
1: Brilliant. And so what is the Welfare Centre?
2: Why do you have this here in Luton? So the Welfare Centre has been in Luton for over 30 years. Um, It's a drop-in place where people in poverty and in crisis can come for help and support and advice. Um, So we offer food and lots of different things to help people um, in their crisis situation.
1: You have a lot of people come through your doors here?
2: Yeah, I think the services at NOAA Welfare Centre have changed over the last few years. um, But we provide about 40 people a day with a hot meal um, at lunchtime um, so that they can have something to eat if they're hungry. Um, And we see about 600 people a year um, through our doors for different types of help and advice.
1: That's a huge amount of people that you're helping here. Tell me... A bit about NOAA Paul if you
2: don't mind and how you got involved as well. Uh, so NOAA uh, began as an organisation back in the 80s. Uh, we were launched uh, by a nun, um, Sister Eileen O'Mahony, um, who came across from Ireland to help the Irish immigrants in Luton uh, that were really experiencing poverty and out of work and struggling um, with the construction crisis that was going on in Luton back in the 80s. And from that point, we developed and became a charity that uh, was providing a lot of support for um, the Irish migrants. And then over the last 30 years, we've developed our services and we've become specialists in supporting people experiencing homelessness and particularly the most acute form of homelessness, which is rough sleeping.
1: So is there a huge amount of people that you still need to help? Obviously, since the 80s, you've
2: grown. We've developed a lot of skills over the last 10 or 15 years in working with EU nationals, um, and so we've got a lot of language skills within our staff team and a lot of expertise at getting people back into work and back on their feet. And I think going forwards, as we look at kind of the, the needs of people in Luton, uh, we will continue to remodel our services, how that, how that continues to change. What's your role then, Paul? The key services I manage is the Welfare Centre itself, which is the hub of all of our work in Park Street, and also our outreach teams that go out onto the streets of Luton. So they are uh, folks that are trained to meet people who are walking through Luton Town Centre, who are sleeping outside, who are in doorways, in bus shelters, in cemeteries, in parks, um, whether they've got a problem with an addiction and they're begging to feed that, uh whether they are street drinking and they've got an alcohol issue or whether they're in uh, any other form of crisis and so the outreach team meet people where they are they get to know them they get to build some trust and they encourage them into engage in the wider of services
1: wow i can't believe how wonderful that is to go out and find people you like actively go and get their trust that's really wonderful
2: yeah, it's an important part of our work. Um, this morning, the team were out at seven o'clock this morning, um, and they found a couple of people and offered them to come back for breakfast. Um, so they had a, a nice warm breakfast back in the day, centre and a cup of coffee. And I think sometimes it takes a while to build that trust. Um, some people have felt let down by services in the past. Uh, But we are really um, non-judgmental, so we have our core values of care, compassion and commitment and all of our team really embody that in the work that they do because we don't have any understanding about what kind of difficulties people have gone through in their life on the outset and so we start with everybody with a clean slate and look at um, what, what, what support that they're looking for at that point in time.
1: What brilliant work the team at NOAA did for the community in Luton. The Mall Luton had always been big supporters of their work, so it was great to hear from Paul that Noah had a good relationship with them.
2: The Mall is obviously a really important focal point in Luton. Um, So from Noah's point of view, what we tried to do is make sure that our outreach team are out and about in town centre. Uh, They're in the Mall, they're in areas which have got high footfall in Luton. Um, The Mall have been really supportive of our work. Uh, We've worked alongside Roy, um, who is a fantastic advocate of Noah, um, and they've helped us with opportunities to showcase some of our work, uh, to do some fundraising and to do some awareness raising. Uh, so yeah, we're really pleased with that continuous working relationship with the, with the management team at the Mall.
1: I'm glad to hear that they've been supportive of you guys. It's really nice. Brilliant to hear that. Next though, I wanted to see more of the charity and take a look around their premises. Paul, would
2: you mind showing me round? We can have a little look around the building circuit, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, great. Come with me. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so this is the day room. Uh, so, this is an area uh, where people can come uh, for rest and some respite, particularly if they're sleeping outside. It's also a room that we host a lot of our activity groups in. Um, so, we have our sewing group in here, and we have our woodwork group, and we sometimes have some of our language courses. So, people who are looking for some community, something fun to do in their time. Uh, can enjoy some of the activities that we run in this room.
1: I love the idea of a sewing group and dis- just to describe for our listeners, just basically it looks exactly like a social
2: room, doesn't it? With a
1: foosball the the standard foosball table. <laughs> it's always a football table. We've got a football,
2: football table, places. I'm not entirely sure how operational it is, but yeah we've got a football There's table. There's always one. There's evidence of the sewing club on the floor still.
1: There's evidence of the sewing club behind us with the beautiful bunting.
2: Yes, this has all been made by the sewing club, so um, the team have been using different materials and oh, the creative created bunting and
1: so pretty.
2: bottle bags and cushions oh. and I think that the idea is that um, they'll be retailed out through our two charity shops in Newton. Oh in I love
1: Newton. it. Oh I love that you sell the produce that you make. That's really clever. Look there's a really nice apron up there as well.
2: Down here we've got our two meeting rooms. Uh, so one-to-one meetings are a really important part of our work. This is Neela, one of our migrant outreach team. Hello. Um, so these guys are doing one-to-one appointments all the way through the day. So they do uh, probably about 10 back-to-back one-to-one appointments. Uh, about 70% of our appointments are focused on accommodation advice. Yeah. Um, about 20% of it probably on benefits. and. Yeah. Down here we've got bathrooms and showers. So if somebody was sleeping outside last night and they're coming in cold in the morning, we can provide them with a hot shower. Oh, that's so um, nice. And they can have a towel and toiletries. And this is the kitchen? This is the kitchen, yep. So this is um, one of the key parts of the welfare centre. So what we've got here is we've got a dining room. And so 365 days of the year. We provide a hot cooked lunch. And um, we've got a wonderful kitchen team over there. Hello. Hiya.
1: Right? <laughs> Can we talk about what you serve?
2: What we serve? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> varied, let's just put it like that.
1: <laughs> Where do you get your food from?
2: That's oh. why it's varied. Um... <laughs> The food that we produce, um, we're very very blessed by donations, Uh, so we receive about 90% of our ingredients are donated. Schools, supermarkets, churches, community groups, members of the public, it's incredible what we get. And then the team here work their magic and basically use a kind of ready steady cook technique to turn it into all sorts of different creations. What are we cooking today? Uh,
3: today I made chicken curry with rice, uh, oh. vegetarian chickpea curry with rice, and Lorraine made a pepper and
2: mushroom soup. Ah, oh, nice, delightful! It smells good, doesn't
1: it? Genius! Who needs Ainsley Harriet when you have the Noah Kitchen staff? While we continued the tour, I had started to notice that the building, while brilliant, was looking a little bit worn, so I was delighted when Paul told me about their plans for the future as NOAA is
2: set to have an overhaul. So our vision is to knock this place down and to bulldoze it and to create a new purpose-built welfare centre in its place, uh, which is a very exciting future for NOAA.
1: Wow, that's really going to happen.
2: We're really excited about it. I think that Luton needs a a quality uh, venue and a quality welfare centre. Uh, So once we can deliver that, then I think it's going to really up the standard of what we're offering in Luton.
1: How exciting for Noah and the people of Luton, a brand new premises. I love how Noah worked with the whole person to find permanent and individually tailored pathways out of homelessness and destitution. Their support that ranges from a hot meal to medical care to employment training means that people can find their own way out of their hard situation and into a better time of life. And that's not all. They also had a training academy based in the Hightown area of Luton. A very important step for someone who's been homeless or who is in long-term unemployment is the opportunity to gain work experience and train in employability skills. Helping people with this preparation provides them with a bridge to their future. So I went to meet Warren, NOAA's head of training and employment at the NOAA Academy, who showed me around.
4: So that's the biggest classroom there, classroom one. That
1: seats what? About Six,
4: fifteen. 15. Yeah. Oh, that 15. was a good guess. Yeah, good guess. She's for us. <laughs> got an office in here, as you can hear. So uh, we run all our programs from here, and we take all our calls, and book people onto courses, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. And the lady in here is just coming an induction, so she's coming for a induction for a new course that she's going to be doing.
1: What I love is that you've got all these success stories up on the wall, yeah, just to remind people that this is actually yeah. not just yeah. some dream or
4: no waste of time. Not. You know. Yeah. Well, this, this guy here, for example here, Chris, so he was unemployed for about 10 years, I think, and uh, we got him a job and he's still working.
1: Once I had the tour, Warren and I sat in one of the training rooms to have more of a chat about the academy. I started by asking him how he got involved with Noah.
4: I was a vice-principal at a college and um, decided I'd go on a round-the-world trip and was away for about four months, saw a lot of poverty around the world, a lot of people that are homeless in the world, uh, particularly in some of the richer countries like America, um, and um, decided when I got back I was going to do something different. I came and saw the then CEO at NOAA, whose name was Jim O'Connor, mm. and I'd met him uh, previously at some uh, management training programs, leadership training programs and was inspired by uh, him and what the organization does so I came and volunteered to start off with and said I'll come and do some voluntary work, I'll drive a van, do some cleaning and whatever he then said well I've heard about this um, training that another organization does in Stoke can you have a look at this maybe you could help us to set up some training programs from there, I worked for about six months voluntarily setting up training programs and a, and a plan, a business plan, et etc. et cetera. And in 2014, we launched the Academy. Um, and uh, from there on in, it's where we are today, really, yeah. That's
1: really wonderful. It's a really lovely story that you, you sort of came from the bottom upwards and just believed in Noah enough to sort of do that. So what kind of training do you give people? What do you what do? You
4: do? Our objectives are to support those people in poverty and in need and, and those most in need and you can't get more in need than somebody who's not going anywhere to live. So the purpose of the academy really is to help people to build confidence and then we move people into some skills sort of programs like IT or English or vocational type programs we do a a home maintenance programs etc etc and then from those programs we move into more sort of employability type programs and things like that.
1: You you mentioned a lot about mental health and well-being which is obviously really important here.
4: We all have traumas in our life and, and things that go wrong in our lives and some people react to those better than others but some people have more traumas in their lives than others as well, and, and difficult things to to, to uh, get get around, get around, get over, I guess. So um, the sort of things that we experience are people who've uh, suffered abuse when they were when they were children. Um, people who've uh, lost a relative or a friend or a partner. The more high risk people of becoming homeless are um, people who have a military background, so they've experienced trauma in the work they've done in the military, and then they come back and they don't get the support necessarily that they need. I've heard this. The reason why, of, often the reason why I become homeless is because uh, of the psychological problems that they've had, the traumas that they've experienced, and the way that they deal with them.
1: The training at NOAA sounded fantastic and the best part was that anyone who was unemployed across Bedfordshire could access it. Their diverse range of programmes were suitable for anyone who had lost their job or who were finding it hard to get back into work after some time off. This included employability programmes such as CV writing and interview skills, including for the over 50s.
4: Recently we did some DWP work uh, on the 50 plus, progressing into work, and achieved a 40% job outcome rate. Which is amazing wow. for that, that group of people incredible absolutely amazing for that group of people, and so we're able to take people on a journey through those early days of psychology into sort of more practical training on how to you know present an interview we run mock interviews for people. And then we, we're supporting them through our working solutions in Bedfordshire, throughout Bedfordshire, to uh, get help with um, preparing for the jobs that they're going for and for introducing people to the jobs through our Rainbow Recruitment Service.
1: Another fantastic part of NOAA. What a wonderful charity. Of course, charities have to rely on a lot of money to be able to operate. Parts of the funds NOAA receives is through their shop, which was located under the academy in Hightown. Before I head off, I wanted to take a look around the shop and maybe pick myself up a bargain. Are you Agnes?
0: I'm Agnes, And are you the manager? Yes, I am. So how did you get involved?
1: I started
0: in Power Corp 17 years ago. 17 years ago? Mm.
1: So tell me about the shop.
0: It's an amazing shop we do everything from men's clothes children's clothes ladies clothes we do bric a brac anything you want at a very very reasonable price and very good quality
1: people donate and then you yeah. sell it on and it all goes into
0: it goes well. into no it goes into Park Street that's where we deal with the, um, the homeless people we, we you know we pay for the outreach pay for their meals dentists doctors that sort of thing everything gets done through that um, and that's every penny that goes here no goes fair. to there. So that's basically what we do. It's just a turn. It's like a, a circle. We, we start off with a donation. Without donations, we can't sell. Yep. So it's just like a continuous circle. And do you love your job? I love it more than anything in the world. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: what do you love about
0: it? I, I just love meeting people. I, I love the energy that you get in the shop. I love dealing with everything in it, I've, I've, as I said, I've been nowhere now 17 years. I used to sell furniture, and then I come up here, and I said, "It's just people." I think you have to be people orientated. I mean, you do have your moments, <laughs> like today, uh, when everything comes at once. But um, yeah, and I've got fantastic volunteers. Now, without my volunteers, I couldn't run the shop. Yeah, they are my backbone. They're the backbone of any charity shop, because without them hanging clothes, steaming clothes, getting them out here for me to price. I can't sell. And my window display, my volunteers do every single window to make sure that people look past and think, oh, I like that. It draws them into the shop. And that means by drawing them into the shop, it means that they'll come in and look for other things as well, not just what's in the window. And I love them all to bits, I really do.
1: (laughs) How heartwarming and lovely to hear from Agnes. And we're almost done at Noah. There's just one more person we need to hear from before we end the episode. Her name is Shannon. Shannon had been sleeping rough in Luton before Noah got in and supported her getting a flat through their housing project, Housing First. Here's Shannon to tell us how she was helped by the charity.
3: I came over to England um, when I was 22. I came over to live with my mum because I I was running away in a way from my life back home from abuse and obviously I didn't want to be around after that, so I thought if I come and live with my mum even though I haven't seen her for so many years, so anyway I just thought it would be better but obviously it wasn't and I went into a hostel and then when I was in there unfortunately I got assaulted again by a client in there then I ended up homeless. House and Force, the people that got me the house, they were really good because they got me off the street and got me down off the drugs because, to be honest, if I had to survive this winter on the street, I don't think I would have. I do have House and Force to thank for that. Um, They've been supportive as much as they can and on the very busy. Overall, they've been really helpful and they've helped me get off the street. So, thank you. Thank you all so much
1: for listening to this episode of Luton Life and thank you of course to the wonderful Noah for showing us all the great work you do. If you'd like to take a look at the wonderful services at Noah, do head to the More Luton social media channels to watch our behind the scenes video. Plus, if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you gave us a good review and if you could share it with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening, see you next time.